don't take all the decisions only in favor of people or blindly focus on people because your people management strategy should be aligned with the larger organization goal Hi everyone thanks for tuning into notes of design to help support our mission spread knowledge we have a very special guest on today's episode let's welcome Lecho Joseph who is a passionate design entrepreneur with 19 plus years of experience in delivering innovative user centric design experiences and creative direction for various digital applications currently Lecho is the head of design at India and APAC at TCS where he started a design studio at Kochi by building a team of 70 plus creative designers in less than 2 years which became the most sought after design hub for digital enterprises in India he is also winner of various prestigious global design awards and he also holds a patents on designs of haptic enabled user interface for mobile point of sale along with these he is actively engaged in production and creative design for feature films and short films that have won several international awards and kerala state awards for best feature film in 2017 on this episode lejo shared his insights on building a design team and also spoke about what are the various things that one must follow while building up a global design team and what are the various challenges that lejo himself has faced and also we discussed Because on bringing up people's creativity from different aspects and channel them into one common goal, so that everyone can work as a better design team. The later part, we also shared few insights on managing and supporting a team from an individual perspective as well as on a whole for the better growth of designers and the community. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And on every Friday, we release new episode with different creative leaders around the world to make you help better understand different topics of design. So don't forget to tune in into Notes of Design every Friday. With that being said, happy designing, everyone. Hi Lejo, welcome to Note Job Design. It's pleasure hosting you today on our show. Thank you, uh, thank you, Tej, for hosting me on this show. So Lejo, how's your day going? It's been uh, a little bit boring <laughs> these days because uh, I'm not meeting people. Uh, I always uh, enjoyed being with people. Uh, when I say people, uh, it's not only designers. Uh, the people around me in my office, um, having chit chat with them and uh, having discussions, arguments, all those kind of sort sort of things. But uh, I am literally missing all those things. But uh, now the technology uh, really helping us to connect and connect with the people. So. Yeah, it's uh, going. But uh, again, uh, what I'm thinking it's it's a great opportunity to reinvent yourself and um, have some disruptive thoughts. Uh, that now we have a good set of constraints. So these constraints will definitely push us to invent uh, something new. Think about something uh, which is path breaking. So I hope uh, that it will happen across the industries during the lockdown or the COVID. Indeed, uh, Lijo. So thank you so much. If you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I mean, in our discussion, as I mentioned, I am not a kind of full design or a design lead. Uh, so uh, I mean, uh, literally, I didn't choose uh, design. Uh, it simply happened to me. So I didn't. I mean, after my uh, pre degree, then it was called pre degree in India. now it's uh, plus 2 that's our 12th grade uh, in the education system so um, that time it was in uh, 
four, I, I guess, four or six sometimes in between. So after that, I joined uh, for a course called Graphic Arts Communication Technology in Don Bosco Institute. So I was in Don Bosco during my school days as well. So uh, when I joined for the, uh, that course, I didn't know anything about design. Uh, I trusted in Don Bosco Institute and I strongly believe that I am a Don Bosco product. And I joined for that course. That time, uh, you know that uh, the computers are very, I mean, rare ways in India and... Uh, always as a designer your struggle starts with the mouse in the initial days so it was uh, pretty good after pretty I had uh, two uh, one is uh, either should go for a graduation or for a job oriented course so I picked a job oriented course and joined for this diploma course in uh, design it's called graphic arts communication diploma in graphic arts communication technology so uh, it was it is a three year course uh, two years uh, you have an academic uh, thing and uh, one year you have to go uh, go outside and to work uh, like kind of an internship of uh, one year and then you have to come back and uh, present your papers and get the certificate that was the mode of education so in the second year of uh, diploma uh, for the specialization I had initially to to study printing technology or design uh, because in those days uh, you know that uh, design was a no, was not at all a career option it's 20 years ago so I chose um, I, uh, this uh, printing uh, technology to get an immediate job but then uh, father Gigi is a priest and he is my mentor from my childhood uh, he is my design guru actually uh, he taught me design uh, during my diploma so he actually decided uh, that I should choose design or printing and uh, I only applied to it so uh, that was the uh, that was uh, certainly a decision which changed my career and uh, the entire uh, my entire career as a designer I owe this to you so uh, there is an article I had recently posted uh, regarding the people I'm grateful for uh, in as a designer uh, or uh, those who guided me by their hand uh, in the changes of uh, life uh, to become a designer. So um, those of you interested can check it out on my LinkedIn page. So that's how I landed uh, with, the, uh, with the design as my career. And uh, But trust me, I have always uh, felt a divine connection with the design, just like uh, how a devotee has with his Lord. So basically, um, if you visit a temple uh, for a um, pay the devotion to your Lord, uh, it may be uh, big or small or crowded or the ones with the long queues, but it never uh, affects your devotion and uh, equation with the Lord or making. Because uh, that's a divine connection between yourself and uh, the uh, Lord. So uh, just like that, I have uh, had ups and downs in my career, but not even once have I ever created design even for a fraction of a second. So that uh, I feel uh, really good about uh, design. It's more than career, it's become a part of my life so that I really enjoyed. I may I have had problems uh, with the companies, uh, managers, projects, policies, process, careers, colleagues, there are uh, all the things around you as a designer. But uh, uh, these uh, issues uh, never stood in between uh, me and my connection with uh, design. So I always strongly feel uh, that a connection that has always stayed special and divine to me. And after my uh, course, uh, uh, after finishing my course in uh, diploma course in design, so I got an offer from. So I joined uh, there as a designer as well as faculty. So I taught uh, around uh, 60, 70 students as well. Uh, so that's, that was also a good experience to understand how people are uh, looking at to design a second year. Uh, so that was a good experience. Then I moved to uh, Delhi uh, then joined a company called Nasdaq Solutions where I worked for uh, the diplomatic missions and embassies uh, which includes uh, 
British High Commission, French Embassy, US Embassy, and a lot of NGOs like Red Cross, CHRI, and industry consortiums like CAA and FIPI. So that was uh, one period uh, which uh, gave me a lot of confidence in myself as a designer because you are interacting with a lot of people uh, around from around the globe and uh, you are understanding their perspectives on uh, certain things. Uh, when you talk to people with uh, CHRI, uh, they are more focusing on the human rights and when you talk to a diplomatic mission or a ministry, they are talking, uh, they are thinking in a different perspective. So understanding people's perspective and understanding different perspective on a topic uh, that uh, really helped me to uh, shape up my career as a designer as well. And uh, then in 2009, I came back to Kochi. That's my hometown. And uh, I joined a company called Micro Objects, then the pioneers in mobile application development in India. So that was the time when Apple launched iPhone, then UX become a big phenomena in the industry and everybody started talking about the UX. Uh, so the, till then I was into print design. Then that was the uh, biggest decision I had made and a lot of my friends uh, helped me to take that decision. So I moved from print design to design for digital. So that was a big shift and uh, I see a lot of people uh, even now they are not ready to move or they are not ready to embrace the new opportunities or challenges which is uh, I mean or opportunities rather than challenges it's an opportunity. So in digital platforms, so they are not literally ready to move uh, in that direction. So they have their own I mean, reasons for that. I really respect that. But uh, at the same time, these are the opportunities we have. And I got a, I'm very fortunate to uh, get that opportunity in the early stages of that uh, boom happened. And uh, then I joined TCS uh, in 2011 and uh, I founded uh, Design Lab, uh, uh, a design studio for digital enterprise uh, in Kochi. So it was, uh, I mean, TCS is known for uh, engineering capabilities, the consulting capabilities. So it was the uh, first time we are building a studio there and that too from uh, Kochi. It's a very small town <laughs> and uh, for TCS uh, it has a global presence and uh, we started from a corner of the world. I start, I founded this uh, design lab with two of my colleagues uh, Anish and uh, Linko. We three started that uh, together and uh, now uh, it has uh, 100 plus uh, designers in Kochi only. Yeah, then I moved to uh, another uh, domain, I mean uh, another section of uh, TCS which is called uh, Retail ISU. Uh, then I built uh, Retail Creatives uh, Design Organization for uh, strategic initiatives in retail. Then now Head of Design, TCS uh, in India and that. That's uh, pretty much my story as a designer. And uh, one uh, thing uh, which is not, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's my in my plan, but it didn't happen due to the lockdown, as I mentioned. Uh, so uh, I know that, uh, that we have a lot of uh, creative people and uh, talented people outside uh, the urban areas, especially in the rural areas of India. And uh, people are not, I mean, the students are not really aware about uh, aware of the opportunities that we have in uh, design as a career. So uh, in India, uh, the, the mindset is either you have to be an engineer or a, a doctor, or at least you have to be an MBA guy. So after becoming an engineer, you will think of what to do next. So uh, we have a, a lot of unprivileged people, those who don't know uh, about uh, the opportunities in design. So I want to do uh, something for the students, uh, especially in the high school. They talk to them and uh, tell them that uh, you have a wonderful opportunity in design and uh, make them uh, understand, uh, make them uh, give them awareness of uh, to the students, uh, to the teachers and parents as well. So that got stopped in between due to the lockdown and uh, those things. But uh, Definitely, I want to do that. That's uh, one thing I want to do as a designer because we back to the society because um, this fraternity helped me to, you know, so it's time to give it back. It was really wonderful. 
So what are your tips to the beginners that you want to suggest? For beginners, uh, normally it may be different. As I mentioned, it's uh, it may be very unconventional. Uh, but I tell you, uh, always dare to do experiments. So that's one thing uh, I want to uh, tell the beginners because to do those kind of uh, experiments, um, you have to believe in your instinct and uh, you have to believe in yourself. The one thing is uh, don't uh, blindly follow the guidelines. So guidelines are just guidelines. So you have to understand uh, it in detail, but it's not necessary to follow it blindly, blindly follow the, all the guidelines. So, uh, and uh, always remember that uh, design is an art. So, so don't uh, emphasize too much uh, on the science and lose the charm of uh, lose the charm of uh, design or uh, make it more mechanical. So I am uh, seeing a trend uh, in design that it becoming uh, more technical or me- design is all about uh, art and the emotional connection between the people uh, and how we are creating that emotional connection with our designs or the experience solutions we are providing. So. Uh, it's always uh, good to have science and technology background to that. So uh, I, what I believe is science and technology is that to materialize or uh, enable creative thoughts. For example, uh, if you look at uh, the latest uh, aeroplane, it has all the facilities. It's just like a, a five-star hotel uh, on the sky. But when you look back, it started uh, with a, a sketch, paper sketch by Danji, uh, a flying machine, right? Uh, it started with a creative person. And if you think beyond that, or, or far beyond that, uh, in before 5,000 years ago, Almighty uh, wrote about uh, Pushpa Gumana. So it's a concept. And the technology, when the technology supports it, or the technology uh, is ready to enable it, it becomes a big innovation. So uh, I don't feel that uh, design should limit to uh, some uh, theories or science or technology thing. We have a free flow of uh, thought process. So that's uh, one thing. And um, the most important thing when we join, uh, we all are creative people and we all are uh, more about, more thinking about our own design. So when you're working in an enterprise or you are joining in a team, you have to understand the economy of design as well. So that is the one part uh, all the millionaires are missing. Even the and Sina Fox also missing in this way. Now, when you are doing some freelance, it's okay. It's fine that you can take as much as you want and uh, you can work uh, 12 hours or 24 hours and you can deliver. But in a business, you can't do that, right? So you have to understand the economy of business. Uh, when I say economy of business, the framework I used to tell people, uh, it's a meeting point of creative satisfaction, committed timeline and business goal. So it's an optimal meeting point of these three things. That is called uh, what is called economy of design. So that's the framework I am using. Uh, so I used uh, this framework to make people understand uh, what is economy of design and how can we leverage that. So that is uh, one important thing because we creative people always have to do uh, more perfect and more perfect every day. So uh, there is a business call, there is a timeline, we have to understand all those things and we have to meet at a point that is economy of design. Uh, one more thing uh, which I uh, which I'm seeing is, uh, see, uh, if it, it is uh, wireline linked, so um, that uh, enterprise UX industry report uh, by UX team. So in that graph, you can see 65.3% uh, of uh, designers working on enterprises are self-taught. 31.58% people with a bachelor's degree and 20.57% of people with master's degree. So these numbers of bachelor's degree and master's degree are increasing because now in India, uh, at least we have a, I mean, very good uh, design institute including NAD, IIT, Mayors, uh, a lot of uh, design schools are there and uh, we are getting a lot of great talents uh, from these uh, campuses. Uh, the thing is, uh, they are learning a lot of uh, theory, a lot of uh, I mean, methods, process and all those things. But uh, one part, uh, one thing we all need to uh, understand or we all we need to be is 
be adaptable to the situations. You are learning a lot of theories, but it's not. Uh, you may not get uh, that opportunity to practice all the theories in that project because the project has its own uh, business objectives and its own timelines, its own constraints. So uh, we have to be adaptable and uh, adaptability in terms of tools as well. Because when I started my career as a designer, it was Corel Grow, Photoshop, and PageMaker. Now you can you can see PageMaker only on Google search. So tools uh, will change. What uh, is uh, will remain is your thought process and your creativity. Tools are just tools. It may be Adobe XD today. Uh, something else. Uh, if you say that uh, I can work only on uh, uh, Adobe XD, that will not fly. So you have to be adaptable in all. Uh, in uh, when I say adaptable. You have adaptable in, um, by all it means. You have to be adaptable with the team spirit. You have to be adaptable with the uh, company uh, culture, business goals. So that is uh, one thing. It's very important what I, I feel. And uh, don't think uh, that uh, projects are the only way out to express your creative thoughts. So that's a one big problem. So a lot of people comes to come to me and saying that, uh, uh, so this is a boring project. I am doing uh, monotonous things. So don't think that, that uh, this is the only way out to express what or uh, practice what you learn. There's a big world out there. You can do uh, uh, your own uh, personal things uh, to express your creativity. There are a lot of uh, pro platforms available there. So don't uh, disappointed uh, with what you are doing. Uh, think about what you can do beyond that. And um, next is uh, keep observing everything around you and uh, have a curiosity to understand things and uh, don't hesitate to ask questions. Even uh, if uh, Norman is coming up with uh, some design principles or theory, feel that uh, I have a question, just ask it. No need to worry about uh, who is talking about that because we have to uh, nurture a culture of uh, asking questions. That only give you more insights uh, to, uh, to what you are learning or what you are absorbing or what you are listening. So uh, that one thing uh, uh, to have curiosity and uh, ask questions and uh, more than anything to become a good designer, be a good human being. Those who can understand others, those who can think in others' perspective, basically have compassion to others around you. That will make, a, make you a good designer with a lot of empathy and uh, compassion. Thank you so much, Kejo, for those wonderful insights. So let's begin our discussion today on design management. So basically, what is design management and why is it important for the young designers to understand the importance of design management? Yeah, so when you say design management, uh, it has two aspects, design project management and uh, design team management. So be it for uh, projects or team, the foundation is the same. That's uh, people. So we are building a team on people, not on Excel sheets uh, or a, any any hard book rules or anything like that. We are building team on people. That's the first thing we have to understand. And uh, the people you are selecting, especially when you are building a, a team from the uh, scratch, it's very crucial as well as the culture you are imbibing in the team because that is going to decide the future of the team the results uh, the team is going to produce in future. And uh, as I mentioned uh, in um, our discussion, you need to make the team understand that the team is important than any individual in that team. So I always insisted uh, my uh, all my team members to talk to the candidate whenever we are conducting an interview to understand the person and uh, share their feedback on the candidate to decide whether he or she can be one among us. So that is uh, very important because uh, we are not just uh, selecting people. We are selecting people with whom we can share our space, our thoughts, 
uh, our ideas. So it's very important uh, to have right people with the right spirit. Of course, we need people with great skills, but more importantly, we need to have like-minded people with the right attitude and willingness to share the same spirit of the team. So that is important. And um, uh, as you know, creative people need to be treated in a very different way, especially uh, in an enterprise uh, environment. So we need to understand them from their perspective and uh, believe in them and their potential. So most of the time, they may not be aware of it, uh, that they have this uh, this kind of potential. But you need to push them to realize their potential and uh, encourage them to run the extra mile and give, the, give an assurance of your support if something goes wrong. So most of the time what happens is if something goes wrong, everybody everything will be on their own head. So you have to give a confidence in your team members that you will be there to support them if something goes wrong. That's how you can build confidence in your team, uh, team members and uh, make it a practice of bringing value in whatever you do. Because, see, people will not uh, remember what you uh, talked about or what you did uh, for them, even if it's for a customer or a client or customer's customer or uh, our own stakeholders. People will remember you for the value you are bringing. So, as a design uh, a part of a larger business, you have to think about the intersection of three values in everything you do to make that the experience uh, solutions we are, you are providing brings great value uh, to the organization, to the customers, to the client. So, the intersection of three values that is, one is business value. And second one is functional value. And the third one is the most important uh, emotional value. So in whatever you do, what kind of design you do, you have to make sure there should be a intersection of three values, business value, functional value, and emotional value. Thank you so much, Lejo. So as you have built these teams from this scratch, so how can we ensure that in an organization, we bring up the people creativity from different aspects and channels so that everyone focused on one common goal? So how do you communicate the same to the higher stakeholders? Okay, uh, that's a very interesting question, especially when you are starting a new team in a large enterprise. Uh, it's very important to make your stakeholders understand uh, that people are with a different uh, skill set, a different type of uh, styles, a different way of doing things uh, are important to achieve a goal. So uh, I will give you, uh, I will give the answer in a different way. It's very simple. Just play the highlights of India's World Cup journey 2011 or highlights of Mars winning streak, not the latest one. Okay. Uh, even I had a heartbreak <laughs> last time. So I am talking about uh, the Savi Iniesta Messi time. So first thing you have to understand, you can't win a match with 11 Sachin Tendulkar or 11 Messi's. You have to have all mix of people. And it's just like a football game in a more easy way to understand. So in the beginning, when you watch a football game in TV, you can see when they show the team structure, you can see people at the positions, standing at the positions, like back, goalkeeper, midfielder, forward, so and so. But once the game starts, it's all about supporting each other and aim for a goal. That's the uh, thing. And their positions are really not mattering. What matters is collaboration. How are you filling the gap, complementing each other and helping each other get a goal? So that's the uh, we all should have as a team. We have the people with a different skill set. Uh, we have people with a different styles, uh, different uh, uh, mode of aggressiveness, people with a very cool attitude. So, it's important to have a good mix of people to get there or get that goal. So, or uh, more easy way, or look at, uh, for example, if you look at the World Cup uh, 2011 final, we lost Sachin, 
we lost Sehwag in the beginning. So they were the uh, master players uh, for India uh, in cricket in that World Cup. But what happened? Others filled their void. Kohli came and he played a good stroke. Uh, Gambhir came, he played a good stroke. And Dhoni finished strong instead. So that would be the team spirit. And that's why we need all kind of people. This is the best way to um, make them understand that we need all kind of people with a different skill set and with a different kind of approach. Thank you so much, Ledo. So any best practices to manage and support a UX designer and a wider UX team altogether? Yeah, in, in my team, uh, we have a lot of initiatives, but uh, in every initiatives, what we are making uh, sure is it should empower people, give them ownership and uh, always uh, build an emotional connection with the team. So important thing is, please never don't equate your business as a source of building with years of experience into hours into dollar bill rates. He or she is a husband or wife, sister or brother, son or daughter, a friend, father or mother. So they have many roles in their, uh, roles to play in their life. And we have to understand in their perspective as well. So never ever consider your teammate, your colleague or your designer in terms of years of experience into hours into dollar bill rates. That's the fundamental thing. And having said that, don't take all the decisions only in favor of people or blindly focus on people because your people management strategy should be aligned with the larger organization goal. Or um, in other way, you have to make sure that uh, the designer or the design team should be aware of the business goals of the organization as well. Because if you too much focus only on people, your business will uh, suffer. So you have to uh, have a balance uh, and at the same time, you have to consider uh, people as the foundation strong for all your growth. And uh, you have to be a corrective force uh, always and uh, at the same time, a strong supporting mechanism as I mentioned uh, for your people. So um, always place challenges in front of them to help them to reinvent themselves. So many times they will be uh, in a comfort zone after a point of time. So you have to give them challenges, right challenges to uh, help them to reinvent themselves or uh, help them to go uh, beyond uh, the limitations, what they are thinking that this is my limitation. So you have to place them right challenges in front of them and um, always take the responsibility of all the failures and make the, at the same time, make the team understand what went wrong and what are the measures to be taken in the future to avoid such situations. Second thing, uh, you all heard about uh, the story of Abdul Kalam. When something uh, good happened, he always give all credits to uh, his team members and something uh, goes wrong, he always uh, takes the responsibility. So that uh, that is very important. So we all should give them all the credits uh, of uh, success. And at the same time, you have to uh, come in front and take the responsibilities because you are responsible for that as a team leader. And one thing we all need to understand is that whatever we achieve as a leader or a manager or a, uh, or in a senior, of course, you are putting a lot of effort. But more than that, it's all because of the team, their effort, their dedication and their commitment. So be always grateful to them for whatever you are achieving in your career as a senior person in the organization. Because a captain is only as good as a team. That is the line. And um, we, as I mentioned, we have a lot of uh, initiatives like uh, uh, UNDI Talk, for example. So it's a, it's a miniature of uh, TED Talk uh, series. So uh, uh, the team members can take presentations, uh, anything about anything under the sun. 
So it will uh, help them to, uh, I mean, you can see a major problem with the listeners that they really work, uh, they work really hard. Uh, they are very creative, but uh, the area they are uh, failing is uh, how to uh, effectively communicate this to the customers or the client or the stakeholders or how can uh, effectively convey the message. So uh, this initiative uh, will help the uh, listeners uh, to get that kind of confidence and uh, uh, courage uh, to uh, give a presentation before a larger audience and uh, give those kind of uh, or convey that uh, your ideas uh, in a very effective way. And uh, at the same time, we are always uh, having uh, UX workshops like uh, you pick an application and discuss about it, uh, it and uh, find out uh, the, uh, you can say, it, uh, heuristic evaluation and uh, you can suggest uh, what can be done better in this application, even if even, even if it's from Apple or any any uh, big uh, companies in the world, those who are pioneers in experience, you can always uh, think about something can be done in a better way. So that will push our uh, listeners uh, to think uh, beyond uh, what we have right now. And uh, one more thing uh, we have is a board meeting, uh, which uh, helps people. And it's a unique concept uh, at Disela. We used to have a concept of a yearly board meeting within our team. So every year we get together to review the progress of the team and uh, check out the plan for next year. So it's just like a board meeting of a large company. In the in this board meeting, all the team members are like board, board of directors of an organization and uh, I was, I mean, I am representing them to execute the day-to-day task. So as a small team in the large enterprise, it gives the spirit of true ownership to the team members and uh, I am answerable to them uh, in all, by all means. So uh, that's the one we, uh, we do. Uh, nurture that ownership or entrepreneurship culture within the team. One more initiative which is called Atmatus, where you can just ring the bell and people will gather around your table and you can show what you just done, design and tell them what's the thought process behind this and they will ask questions and you have to answer those questions based on your thought process behind it. And we always encourage people to attend design conferences and events periodically to updated uh, the latest and uh, the best things happening uh, in the industry. So that's uh, that's the things that we do as uh, part of best practices to uh, nurture the team. Thank you so much, Lejo. So when we talk about expanding design teams, so how does it work? Be? So um, uh, like uh, despite uh, a good beginning and an established team culture, it's a big challenge to keep that momentum uh, as we go um, or as we grow beyond the original crew the founders of the team. So that time you have to invest a lot of time to ensure that uh, as you scale up, you still preserve and uphold your cohesive culture, that uh, both in person and spirit. So that is uh, very important. And uh, you have to create a positive and encouraging atmosphere where people are excited to work, love to work together, be happy and uh, be happy to learn and foster their creative uh, thoughts. So. We need to create that kind of environment um, within the team uh, where people want to come to office or want to join the team to do something. So that spirit we need to create. And um, you have to create a climate of trust and openness. So a one for all and all for one approach to friendly and informal nature. And um, when you expand or scale up the team, you have to focus on two core factors. So uh, that is uh, one is talent, the other one is uh, process. So when we talk about uh, talent, it starts with the interviews. So we have to create an informal atmosphere at the interview because that's the first touch point uh, for someone uh, without team. So it, uh, it should give 
the candidate freedom to express their thought process and uh, offer the flexibility of uh, choosing their own um, modes of talent presentation. So I'm um, not a person who is um, supporting the conventional way of uh, uh, taking interviews that uh, you, uh, the, the candidate should sit before a system for one hour and do something. And uh, you will ask, uh, what is the short key of Adobe's this uh, tool? All these things, uh, I don't think that these are um, useful uh, when you really want uh, a good talent. Because see, if you, even if you have a 20 years of experience, you will be a bit nervous when you attend an interview. Of course, there is a other side of it uh, that uh, you have to be very confident when you talk to the uh, client and all. But at the same time, your purpose is to get right talent for your team. So that time you have to think in an unconventional way where you should give people uh, enough freedom to express themselves and uh, show or showcase uh, their uh, capability or the talent. So uh, for me, it's always a head and heart decision to pick someone to the team because uh, I'm not picking a colleague or a resource. I'm picking a friend at the workplace with whom I can discuss, argue, brainstorm, collaborate, and work together for a common goal. So it's always, uh, I'm always concerned uh, when I pick someone. So I will give you an example. So uh, one guy, uh, his name is Nizaz, who joined uh, our team a month back. And after uh, after he joined, we had a uh, walk-in interview. So we got a uh, very good guy who is very talented, uh, very skillful. Uh, but his attitude was not uh, that great. So this guy, uh, this junior most guy, came to me and told me that, Lijo, uh, I am uh, ready to work even more hours, uh, but uh, we don't want this guy in our team because uh, his attitude is not matching with our team's play. So uh, that really uh, made me happy that uh, the guy who just joined our team uh, also sharing the same spirit or same value what we are uh, having uh, as part of our team culture. So uh, it's very important uh, to pick uh, the right people. And um, one more thing is, uh, even if a candidate is not selected, you have to ensure that you help them to understand further opportunities in the digital, design for digital platforms or any other opportunities. And uh, support them uh, with the guidance because he and you are part of the same community which is the same community and it's our responsibility to help them even if they are not got selected for our team and uh, and it, uh, it may not be possible uh, when you uh, uh, do large-scale recruitment um, as the team grows because we took uh, years to uh, reach uh, from uh, 3 to 50 member team but after 50 we did uh, uh, campus recruitment and uh, it didn't take that much time to raise the 100 marks so uh, that time uh, what uh, is important is the invite culture in the team because it should be like a uh, different streams uh, flowing to a large river and um, flowing as a single river with the same flow and the same time uh, enriching the river with more water and substance. So uh, that is uh, very important to imbibe our culture. And the second core factor is uh, a process. So as the team grows and the projects uh, becoming more uh, crucial and large, you have to have a process to execute it. So whenever uh, you introduce a process, the most important thing is that uh, you have to take the team on account. So normally what happens is when you are uh, introducing a process, people will think, uh, oh, uh, there is an another burden for us. So if you take them uh, on account, they know this is to ease out their 
uh, work or this is to help uh, to execute uh, their work in a very good way. So the team should be fully aligned with the process you are implementing. And uh, as I mentioned um, in the annual board meeting um, program we have in our team, we discussed uh, the process and uh, once we all agree uh, on the process or if there is any change to be added to that process. Once we agree to that, uh, then it was my responsibility to uh, take into action and all the team should be aligned to that. So that is the thing. And uh, to have that kind of uh, uh, process uh, acceptance, transparency and proper communication are the keys to implement uh, any new process or uh, any new methods within the team. And uh, yeah, uh, remember um, one important thing, people are not for process. Process are for people to, to ease out their works, to help them to set the benchmarks higher day by day. Thank you so much, Lisa. It was really insightful. So we would love to know what does your typical day look like? Any interesting stories? Okay. Uh, nowadays, uh, it's almost uh, like a, a boring dry days because uh, we are uh, working from home. Uh, and you know that uh, we always love to be, I mean, I always love to be within uh, with people, uh, not only with the designers, uh, also, I mean, technical people. I have a good company there uh, to discuss, uh, to chat to go out for movies and all. now if nothing is happening so uh, my uh, my typical day happens just like um, uh, in the morning i check uh, the meeting lined up for me and uh, plan my day uh, what i do is uh, i write down all the important tasks to be done uh, for the day on a sticky note and uh, pasted on somewhere and once you complete the task you uh, just uh, remove the i just remove the sticky and uh, put it on trash so that's the thing. Why I am checking the meetings lined up for the day and all? Because I am working from home and I am having my lunch with my parents. So I have to inform them if I am not uh, available for lunch. Because most of the time, uh, I have meetings at uh, 1 p.m. or 1.30 p.m. So I don't want them to wait for me for having lunch. So I check my uh, check the meetings and plan my days. And um, I regularly check uh, LinkedIn notifications. And uh, I wish my all connects on their milestones, whether it's birthday or work anniversary or um, uh, uh, completion of any courses. So I'm very, uh, very much active in, on LinkedIn. I always uh, wish uh, my connects. So um, that's that's uh, really interesting, uh, one thing I do. And of course, I check my mails. Then I, have a, I am following a uh, practice that uh, I, um, in India, we have an DC center activity, we have 400 plus business in India uh, in different centers uh, across India. So uh, when I uh, took this position as uh, uh, the head of the DC center activity at APAC region, so I planned a lot of uh, travels to meet the people uh, in person and talk to them. But uh, then the COVID outbreak happened, uh, I didn't uh, get an opportunity to meet them in person. So what I do is uh, every uh, uh, last week of the month, uh, I prepare a remainder for next month. Uh, that is the list of uh, birthdays uh, of these 400 uh, plus listeners uh, on a monthly basis. And on there, I mean, I get a reminder at 11 a.m. And I call them and I wish them personally on their birthday. And uh, I uh, tell them thank you for being part of uh, our team and uh, producing great results. And uh, thank you for inspiring us. And so that's the one thing I religiously do. And um, connect with all the descendants across India uh, from various centers. So uh, it's not like micromanagement. I don't like micromanagement. They are very talented and uh, capable of taking up their responsibilities. And uh, if they have uh, something to discuss or I want to share something to something with them, uh, so I do that. And uh, followed up by uh, respecting meetings for the day on a new design proposal or team connects or something. Uh, 
so and so uh, i do that and uh, apart from uh, my professional career i am very much involved in the script description as uh, a script discussion and uh, creative discussions of our movie productions so we have a very uh, small movie production company with my friends so we had uh, produced uh, two movies so i am involved in that as well it's not a day, daily task but uh, i am involved in that as well and uh, one thing i love uh, uh, these days i drive to drop my wife and my sister to their office so on the way back uh, it's uh, i spend time to listen to the podcast and interviews that's the way i am enjoying my driving these days and um, one interesting incident that happened during the lockdown is okay i uh, we have a tea uh, time company uh, in our office so this is the same box uh, from uh, my previous company we have a good uh, rapport and we we, we are good friends group we used to uh, have a, i mean we have a whatsapp group and the coffee time and all so normally uh, that coffee plan with the tea then a customer uh, so after uh, uh, during the lockdown we didn't get that kind of opportunity to have a coffee or tea together so one day uh, somebody surprisingly put the same message in our whatsapp group tea then question then uh, everyone started responding as we are in office uh, okay i will come over there order a coffee for me or a tea for me and i am i am on my way i have left i am at the corridor all this sort of things so, it was uh, an emotional moment for us that uh, after uh, so many months uh, we are still sharing this uh, same kind of spirit or a same kind of emotions so then i we decided uh, to have a, a coffee time uh, video call video call so we had a video call um, that uh, tea time company and we all uh, had a coffee cup uh, in our hands and we had coffee together uh, it's a virtual coffee time so that is that was the one interesting thing happened uh, during the lockdown Thank you so much, Rijo. So we'll conclude this show by you recommending your three favorite books and also three people who inspire you the most in this space. Okay, uh, so I may disappoint you uh, with this answer, but uh, I think uh, I have to be uh, frank and honest uh, with my answer. Otherwise, it, it's not ethically correct. I am not an avid reader of any uh, scientific or more theoretical books which you guys are expecting from me as a designer. Uh, but I love uh, reading anything on uh, travels, especially on uh, Himalaya. books on mahabharata with the different perspective so i think uh, the one book i read uh, i read the most is uh, shivaji savant smriti jaya uh, it's a marathi novel it's karma's uh, perspective on mahabharata uh, i read uh, the malayalam translation of it uh, i i don't know how many times i read that book uh, basically i love uh, different uh, perspectives and so even think about uh, uh, minor characters uh, Uh, in in an epic uh, what would be their thoughts how did they handle uh, that uh, that handle that kind of situation uh, in that epic for example uh, i mean uh, i am not sure whether you heard about this thing uh, there is a character in mahabharata called uh, iravan iravan is arjuna's son from ulubi uh, so uh, i used to think that uh, what would be uh, his uh, emotional state when he met his father for the first time just before the war and uh, he met his cousins just before the war and uh, their brothers so and uh, he is also uh, going to war, war with uh, his uh, cousins so what would be the, uh, his reaction and uh, uh, how did he uh, uh, take that uh, situation uh, to perform in a war i mean a lot of uh, those kind of things so basically uh, from different perspective how uh, things are happening and uh, as i told you i am not an avid reader but uh, what i am doing is i have a lot of uh, great friends uh, who read uh, read well and in depth so what i do is um, i talk with them 
listen to them on what they recently read about. And uh, it's more like a constructive conversation. It's not just like I blindly follow what uh, they're telling, uh, what they read in that book. I am also sharing my thoughts on the, those um, uh, books or uh, those uh, the, the crux of the books. And uh, as I mentioned, it's more like a constructive conversation where I am um, getting uh, new uh, things or absorbing absorbing new uh, point of views or new things, new knowledge. So that's the one I'm enjoying uh, or uh, that's the method I'm using to get more and more uh, updates on what is happening around that. And uh, as I mentioned, I love uh, listening to the interviews while I drive and watching documentaries on sports personalities. Uh, I think a listener listen to or watch to sports personalities maybe uh, looks crazy, but uh, that's what I do. Especially those who emerged uh, from nowhere, from or from a lot of constraints. So, for example, uh, I, uh, I mean, I like to listen or uh, I like to watch documentaries about uh, Sadi uh, of Barcelona and uh, Dhoni, of course. Uh, that uh, can name a few uh, Steve Jobs. And uh, I find uh, basically I find inspiration from uh, people around me, people I know through media, friends. Because I believe that everybody has a story to inspire us. So that's what I believe. And yeah, uh, people uh, uh, who knows me know that um, I'm a big Dhoni fan. Um, he inspired me a lot in my career. Uh, not only because uh, he's a uh, captain of the team and a cricketer. He's the one who emerged from a small town um, and uh, become the biggest star in India. And the way he is handling the pressure situation, the way he handling the team, and all those things. So uh, that is that. And uh, sorry, I, I mean, as I mentioned the of this answer, so I don't have a list of uh, three books to recommend. But yeah, uh, what I would suggest uh, again, it's my uh, point of view only. And uh, once again, sorry to disappoint you for not recommending three books because I am not an avid reader, so uh, it's not correct that uh, I I am faking and. Um, uh, recommending some books for you. What I would recommend is uh, read and understand the classics or epics of your own culture than jump into others because it's a pressure you get uh, or you got uh, inherently. It's tested over the years. It's inspiring over the years and it will lead you to the new thoughts, new paths and it will make you ready to embrace the new light and changes and um, it's all about uh, human. Thank you so much, Lizos. It was a really insightful and wonderful session. We are looking forward to host you again in our upcoming episode. Thanks for your wonderful time. Thank you. Thank you, Tish.